The Sikha addresses the fact that there are three names for the Yom Tov of Pesach. In Chumash, in Torah, it is known as Chaga Matzis. In Davening, it's known as Man Chedusenu. And in the teachings of Chazal and amongst the common spoken word, it's known as Pesach. So we're going to suggest that Pesach has an overarching theme with three components that are consistent with these three names, Chagamatzeis, Zman Chedusenu, and Pesach. Not only that, but even the order that first came Chagamatzeis, then came Zman Chedusenu, and then came Pesach, is also part of the teaching of the three names in the message of Pesach. What's the message of Pesach? The time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is known as the birth of the Jewish people. Not just because they became a people, but because they began a process that ultimately led them to Matan Torah, to the giving of the Torah on Har Sinai. And the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was the beginning of the Yidin becoming a Torah people, and therefore are known, and therefore it is considered a new birth, a new mitz- the birth of a new Mitzhiyas, a new entity. And these three names will represent to us three levels or three phases in becoming a new people. Now we're going to use an example of teaching an intellectual concept to a student. We're teaching him something that's beyond his ability and on his own could never figure it out. But the teacher is going to teach it to him. So three things are necessary. Number one, there has to be a sense of humility. The student has to accept that on his own, he can't grasp this. But it's not enough to be humble and to recognize his inadequacies. He has to actually use his talents and abilities to understand this intellectual concept because you, you, you have to be an empty vessel in order to, re- to contain new information, but you have to be a vessel. If you're a broken vessel, if there's a hole in the vessel, which means to say, if you think you're nothing, then you're never going to grasp anything. So you have to recognize your inadequacies, but at the same time, step number two is to utilize the abilities that you do have to grasp the topic. And number three is to reach beyond yourself. It's to recognize that as much as you're going to reach with your own talents is only as far as your, your talents will take you. But there's so much more to reach if you can lift yourself beyond your abilities and to the level of the teacher. As it says that after 40 years, a person can ultimately grasp the level, the mind of his teacher. That's the ultimate. And that only can be reached when a person is, goes through step three, which is going outside of his own uh, limitations. Now, before we get back to Pesach, we're going to make a couple of points. Point number one is that we just said that step number one is bittel, humility. Step number two is making a keli, making a vessel to understand it. It seems that we have an opposite implication in the Gemara, where the Gemara says that Rabbah would teach. He would first tell a joke, something lighthearted, open up the minds and the hearts of the students, and then they would sit with fear and, 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 and it would begin to teach the teaching. This would imply that first you have to make the keli by telling a joke or, or something like that, and only then could you get to the fear, which is the humility and the bittle. And the answer to that question is that the joke and the open-heartedness, that is not part of the teaching, that's before the teaching. That's to engage the student to even want to learn the teaching. 
But once he begins to learn, he has to follow these three steps of first bittel, then seichol, or becoming a metzias, becoming a keli, and then going beyond and outside of the kelim to become, to reach an even higher level. And this idea that before you get to the bittel, there has to be an openness, a joke, or something like that, will explain to us a number of things. Number one, it'll explain to us that it's why it says that the Chazal tell us a person should always be The left side should reject, but the right side should draw closer. In other words, even if you have to reject something, you should always find something good about it, if possible, and draw it closer to you. So the question is, why does it say smail deicha first? Why does it say that the left side should reject? Why does that come? Why why is that first? Especially since we know that the right hand is always first. Especially since we know that it also says later in the Gemara that when it comes to desires, to tivus, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to uh, uh, educating children, you have to have smail deicha first. The left side rejects, and then the right side accepts. Everyone knows that you want to. Train a child, even the Ramam says it, that you first you give them candies, you give them uh, nuts, you try to, to, to make them excited to learn, then you could be strict and, and teach them. So the question is, uh, why would smell Deicha be first? And of course, now we know the answer, based on what we explained before, that all of these tricks to, to, to be kind and to be open and to give treats, this is all as a preparation to learning before you get to the actual teaching. But when it comes to actual teaching, step number one must be smail doicha. Step number one must be bittel. Step number one must be humility where the person recognizes that he needs the teacher to teach him and only then could he become a keli. So now let's apply this idea of the three steps. Yes, there is bittel. Yes, there is candies and treats beforehand. But... When it comes to actual learning, there has to be first bittel, then making a keli, and then going beyond the keli. These, let's apply this now to Yitzis Mitzrayim. When the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim, they became a new people. In order to do this, they had to go through three stages. Number one, When you go out of Mitzrayim, you'll serve Hashem. They had to become an Eved, a servant, Kabbalah's oil. Nasa before Nishma. Acceptance of Hashem. And then that acceptance of Hashem, that servitude to Hashem has to be turned into becoming a Metziah, becoming something, not something that breaks you, something that builds you. Recognizing that that is who you truly are. And that's why it says, that a truly free person, someone who learns Torah, even though Torah comes with a lot of servitude, but since that is who you are, that is true freedom. Even if it seems easier to skip the fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs, but truly that's not that, that that's difficult, not easy, because you're going against your grain. You're going you're going you're doing something unnatural. For a yid, fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs is his natural state of affairs, and therefore that is his true self, and that is that, therefore that is chayden, that is true freedom, and that is step number two. After avdus, after being a servant, you have to do serve Hashem with joy and with the acknowledgement that this is who you are. And finally comes the third stage, which is to go outside, beyond your abilities, beyond your limitations, and reach something even higher. And this, these three steps are alluded to in the three names of Pesach. First you have Chag HaMatzah. Matzah represents Bittl, it's low, it's flat. It, 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 it's the opposite of being puffed up or raised up. Matzah represents Bittl. And step number one in the journey is Bittl. 
Then comes Cheiruseinu. Step number two in the journey is being free, is having a Geshmak, an enjoyment in serving Hashem, because that is who you are. And step number three is Pesach. Pesach means to jump over, to pass over the idea of going outside of your kalim, outside of your box, to be able to reach an even higher level. The lesson is very simple. The lesson is that even though Yiddishkeit demands, and as a matter of fact, the foundation of serving Hashem is Kabbalah's oil, but it should never be in a way of breaking the person. It should be in a way of joy and in a way of appreciation. Even though sometimes there needs to be a broken heart, that's to, to combat the Yitzhahara. But when it comes to dealing with the Nefesh Al-Kis, with the Neshama, the, the way we do this is always by building, not breaking. And this is why uh, one time they said that the Alter Rebbe broke the cover off of his snuff box to use it as a mirror for tefillin. The Tzmach Tzedek said, my grandfather didn't break. Because he was teaching us that Kedusha holiness never breaks. It's, it's, its purpose is not to break anything. And therefore, when we, in our own Aveda, we even though we have to, in our own service of Hashem, even though there has to be servitude and there has to be acceptance of Hashem, never in a way that it breaks us and knocks us down, but rather in a way that builds us, that we could re- recognize that this is who we truly are. Therefore, we serve Hashem with a geschmack, with an enjoyment, with an enthusiasm, because that, and that is the ultimately, that is ultimately the true freedom to know who I am, to know who we are, to know what we are, and to serve Hashem with a chayas and a geschmack.